Welcome everyone to another night at the round table. Yes, um, this one is a go. Oh, I am so excited to talk about this. I'm sure you read the title of this episode, but um, I, I will of course introduce the members of this round table before I get too excited. Uh, I am Zinger of the Zingness Podcast. Every week, I'm Derek. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for my introduction. <laughs> I was I, too. I love this. I'll I'll introduce <laughs> as we get going. I'll introduce. I'm Zinger. <laughs> Dead silence. Wait for my introduction, sucker. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, 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 fine. I got this. I got this. We've got Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us. Say hi. Uh, hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? We are doing great. I'm assuming David Floor from Blurry Photos is doing well too. Oh, I'm here. You betcha. You betcha. I did the thing. We, we, we are done with that. Um, this, 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 this pick was mine, and it is the um, Norwegian film Troll Hunter. Oh, man. I, I love this movie, and I cannot wait for the two of you to tear it apart and make me feel terrible about my decisions in life. Um, I love this movie. I, I have talked about this movie multiple times in my own podcast, um, and I cannot wait to get your guys' opinions, talk about it some more, because... I'm daring to say this is in my top 10 movies, like overall top 10 movies. I love this movie. I think it is amazing. And like I said, I, I want to get your guys' opinion. I want to talk about this. So um, that's my very hot out of the gate take. So um, what did you guys think? I'm going to go with Derek since apparently we need to announce who's going <laughs> next. Well, that helps. Well, when you picked this movie, I was thinking, oh, Justin, come on, dude. Uh, this movie's awesome. Why are you picking a good movie for this? I love I know. It's going to be a boring episode. This mo- I, I found this movie when it first came out. Uh, weirdly enough, the office I was working in, I believe we took a meeting with the director or a producer of this, one way or another. So everybody in the office ended up watching this film. And, man, it was just amazing. Uh, the, the special effects, the the visual effects, I should say, didn't age that well, honestly, but that might be my only uh, complaint about the entire film. I, I loved it. I'll, I'll dissect it later on. I'll let David get his, his word in, but this is a really good found footage film. It's a really good uh, fantasy horror film. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kept hearing it described as dark uh, comedy, and there's some comedic aspects to it, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's much more of kind of a... Uh, a uh, fantasy horror mm-hmm. um and and uh, folktale um movie and i i think this is probably maybe i'm forgetting some but it's, this might be the best one we have reviewed yet um i watched it back in the day and and loved it and uh, it still you know stands up as one of the best um films especially to portray a region's folklore um and do it in a modern setting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, why don't you go ahead and give us a synopsis of the film real quick, just so everyone's uh, up to speed with what's actually going on, and then we'll kind of tear into the plot and the performances and all that stuff. I can definitely do that. Um, I, I didn't want to be so bored to say this is the best one we picked. I mean, it, it, it might be a close second, because... First place is obviously taken by the Meg, so I mean everything else is just second place to that movie. Um, I not, will, not of course, many kids at- getting yeeted out of the doors in the uh, in this movie, but you know we'll let that pass. <laughs> I, I I do have a question for Flora later that 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 is pertinent to the Meg discussion, and I want to know his opinion in this movie on that. But um, as for the plot. The plot for this movie is a group of college students are... Well, of course, the I guess the overall plot is this is found footage. I'm using big quotation fingers everywhere. This is a found footage. Like, this footage was found. There's no explanation. And we are just watching, basically, everything that the these investigators are able to find. And there's really no explanation to what happened to anyone involved in this. But, um... Going from that, it is the, um, it takes place, of course, in Norway. It's, um, around a group of college students, three of them, doing a, like, class project documentary thing on bear hunting and poaching that is going on. 
and as they begin and that, that that basically is like less than two minutes of the film is them talking about that but then they get on to this to this uh one gentleman that is like an outcast even among the bear hunters named hans and they start following him and basically some weird events transpired where trolls turned out to be real and they are all over norway and uh, hans is like the only line of defense between the people of norway and a massive amount of trolls that are just everywhere and oh my just just chaos ensues afterwards so i i, I guess is 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 that is, is is that a good summation for you guys sure all right cool also ton of folklore and stuff like that but we'll, we will get into it well maybe we should add that they together this film crew uh, they kind of get in this. Uh, what do you want to describe this Mad Max style vehicle that he drives all over oh Norway with? Gosh. I, I mean, I, I I'd assume that maybe all vehicles in Norway just look like this. No, um, Hans is um, it's a Land Rover, isn't it? A Range Rover, Land if it's Rover, not, something. It sure looks like it. Yeah, yeah something it, like that. It, it is a larger SUV that basically is equipped with a ton of UV lights on the top, and then near the end of the movie gets um like supercharged with like spikes and metal and it, it does look like something that that's from the mad max movies where where he has to go on and take on a giant troll with this and and the uv lights <laughs> and just oh my gosh it is ridiculous like describing this movie it's like this is ridiculous and it's like i'd loved every bit of it no the the the, the, the troll hunter in this movie hans is a it, the the character's amazing. He is a basically beaten down, um, basically government worker who's just tired of doing his job, and <laughs> wants the world to know what is going on, and just allows this, this this group of college kids to follow him. And like he even wears a suit of armor at one point, kind of taking on you know the knights, the the the, the knight slaying the the beast sort of role. If, oh, if you would yeah it, on a bridge he gets no kind of yeah kind of yeeted in, in that moment not as, <laughs> not as crazy as that kid in uh, la llorona but, uh, <laughs> he gets smacked <laughs> i mean he gets i oh my god like it's one of those things i've for, I've, I've seen this movie a ton of times and every time i forget just how hard he gets just slammed around by that troll mm-hmm. and then just gets up and is like yeah whatever <laughs> Now, what what he's basically doing is he's driving around Norway uh, yeah. looking for all these different subspecies of trolls. Apparently, there are two types. Now, you guys might correct me on this if I'm wrong, but uh, there's the mountain trolls and the woodland trolls. And then there's different subspecies of each of those. And some of them are small. Some of them are large. Some live in family groups. And they're all these different amalgamations of folkloric troll descriptions i guess hairy mm-hmm. big noses uh, a lot of them are like toward the end i'm sure we're going to talk about this spoiler alert of course uh some of these trolls are like four or five hundred feet tall or you know something along those lines they're massive mm-hmm. uh so we'll get into that here in a bit but that's kind of the variety they're dealing with he's going around essentially hunting these trolls that get out of their designated regions that were set up by the government. So just imagine it's Jurassic Park with trolls and uh, a Norwegian troll hunter. <laughs> yeah, he's the Robert Muldoon of... Uh, yeah. I of couldn't Nor- think of the dude's name. Showed <laughs> 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 Clever troll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, you got trolls with multiple heads, too. Like, there's a whole... like. The thing I, I love in, in with this is it wraps the mythology into modern day perfectly. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. It does, yeah. Uh, doesn't fully explain everything. Like there there there's a lot of like stuff left hanging, but um for the most part it does an amazing job of like kind of intertwining it with our modern day and to be honest, I mean, I, I know that this is a fictional thing and everything, but it makes it so believable. It's like, I want to believe sort of thing. It's I, I want a t-shirt, but instead of the UFO, it's got a troll on it. You know, one of the things <laughs> like, because that I, of this. I picked up on that, I'm sure everybody else did too, I'm not special, but uh, that I noticed kind of helps sell that is they would go around and film things that were just everyday normal things. 
um, mm. a, a car that was out in the middle of the lake and like you could just see the top of it. Obviously a part of a flood or it rolled out of control, but they blamed trolls on it. Uh, there was a storage, con- like one of those big shipping containers, uh, what are this, uh, Comex, I think is what those things are called, uh, kicked in. Like it looked like something like tried to break into it and they're like, oh, well, we store tires in here and trolls love to eat tires. So it tried to kick in and get in here. So they just used things in their everyday environment and kind of flipped them on their heads to explain. Uh, <laughs> David, you're going to have the perfect uh, quote for this, but basically they're using anecdotal evidence to create a completely different uh, world, essentially. Is, is that making sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, it, it's kind of like they're uh, taking their environment and molding the film around it so it's more believable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As opposed to trying to create or manufacture stuff to fit what their narrative is, in a way, I think is what you're saying, right? Much more eloquently put it. Thank you. <laughs> put it. Uh, yeah, and I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, it's, it's, and, and I, I watched a little um, behind the scenes on, on this, uh, how they did it. And this is part of the reason why I think this is such a strong movie is it's, uh, mostly independent they uh had a filmmaker from norway who was well versed in the folklore loved it you know grew up with it drew on all that to write the script Uh, i think he went to film school in california and then came back got a grant to to make this thing and so the budget was super small and they they used it perfectly in this and not only did they um get the CGI looking good enough to, to be believable in, in settings and that stuff. Uh, what he wanted to do was go through Norway, shoot the actual scenery, which is gorgeous, and make sure that, you know, everything they said they were doing and where they were at matched up with what the film, uh, what they filmed at, at the time, because oh. they knew if they were to say, we're at, um, you know, point A in Norway looking for this troll, and they were somewhere in point M, that Norwegians would be like, what are you doing? That's not where that is in Norway. This is stupid. And so (laughs) they really tried to pay attention to little details like that, and a lot of the movie is improvised because they they wanted it to be more organic and real, and I think that's it's such a great testament to what you can do with film uh, on a on a limited budget and with no grubby little producer hands trying to do what they think is right for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just to point out, it had a $3.5 million budget, which is nothing. Super low. That's absolutely nothing for a film like this. I mean, they're on location the entire time. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many minutes of, of special effects footage they needed. I'd say mm-hmm. probably upwards of 10 minutes of it that's super expensive and it wasn't terribly done uh you know it's what's the movie now almost 12 years old something like that uh it came out uh, 10 actually 10, 10, 10, 10 11 uh, yeah. you know the the special effects they hold up decently for that kind of money once you see that that's the budget they spent you, you kind of dismiss a lot of the the questionable CGI and and, and I need to point I, uh, out it wasn't questionable when we watched this ten years ago it's only questionable now looking back. And I was about to say may, terrible. It's not terrible. May, no. Maybe yeah. maybe I've got rose tinted glasses, but I'm like I feel it holds. I mean yes I know that it stuff's gotten better now, but I'm like I feel like compared to maybe some other stuff around the time and also just seeing just some other stuff that's come out since then, um it it, it holds up in my opinion. I mean, yes, a lot of it's in the dark and that does hide a lot of the stuff, but it's like they, they, I think they did a great job with it and the whole shooting on, on location. Everything's really cool because I know that there's something that probably, I don't know if a lot of people know. I know Derek will probably immediately be like, yeah, you're correct on that. Um, most of the time stuff is shot in like Vancouver or Toronto and it's like, Oh, it's New York city. Like they, they, they use, like different places to claim it somewhere sure. else yeah, mm-hmm. for, for a lot of American movies. Yeah. I, I can't speak for Norwegian films, but yeah, here they do that a lot. Yeah. But the, but if that's the case with this, where they shot on location because they knew people would be like, Oh man, that I know exactly where that is. That's really cool. Yep. And everything. Well, Again, the budgetary restraints, uh, pretty much forced them to shoot this way. And this, this genre of film and the story itself, plays really well into that 
it's just mm-hmm. kind of a perfect storm of all these little things. Yeah. And and once again, in my opinion, one of the best found footage. I don't know. I feel like I I feel yes. This is one of the best ones. There's apparently a UFO one that came out recently, or like some Roswell related one that's apparently pretty good. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, I'm not familiar that's, with that one. That's that's in the same vein as like the found footage like thing. There but. are literally hundreds of of terrible found footage horror films. Uh, UFO, <laughs> Bigfoot, um, Ghost, you name it. It's 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 represented somewhere. The Blair Witch. I, I was actually when, working on one at one time before I was in the podcasting game. I was a, uh, trying to be a, a film writer, and uh, I wrote a story. It was called uh, Kakui, which is. Uh, uh, El Cucuy is the boogeyman in, in Spanish. And essentially it was like a, a band of near-human vampires that lived on the border, and they would basically prey on people that were coming across the border. And it would mm. that was how some of the uh, some of the disappearances were explained because of these vampires. And it was sort of the same sort of the same idea. There was an investigative crew trying to figure out where these people were going, and they kind of stumbled upon like an old uh it's not a church. What, what, what are the, oh man. He, missions. 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 Thank you. Yes. They, they stumble upon an old mission and it's just filled with vampires and like the tombs underneath are just filled with vampires. Obviously it didn't go anywhere, but when you're, at least in my experience, when I was writing this, I was using the environment to my benefit and they did this perfectly. And I probably watched Troll Hunter as preparation for writing that. And picked up on that. It's been so long, I couldn't tell you if that was factual or not. But uh, it, just the way they use their environment, like we said before, I, I absolutely love the way they did it, and uh, it's inspirational. Mm-hmm. I I know that there's one part that I really like. It didn't show this, but it was talking about like where Hans was going over like reports and stuff, and how he like finds out Hans where is the troll hunter. The... By the way, yes, yes, Han, Hans is a troll hunter, and um. He was talking about how a bridge went out, and it shows, like, he, he did a sketch of what he thinks happened. It was a troll walking through the fjord, body of water, and hit the bridge with its head and took it out. Oh, yeah. And everything. Bonked and, and, his and, head, and that, that was he re- Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was really cool in, in the sense of, like, how he goes through and, find, like, picks up newspapers and stuff and looks for these oddities and everything to try to track where trolls are and everything. Which is recording, of course, he has traps set up all over Norway. And I I didn't catch this until, and I've watched this several times, and for some reason this time I caught this. He's the only troll hunter in Norway. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, I like I said, I've seen this dozens of times. And for some reason I never caught that he was the only one in Norway. Which is even more shocking that they don't, like, have more people out if this... I mean, especially with the, like, more giant ones we see later, which... To, to jump ahead and spoil real quick, Flora, was the troll big enough for you, or did you need a bigger one? <laughs> they got there. <laughs> okay, good. Good. That's a good one there at the end. Um, Cool. I Like, like I said, I, I do want to ask you guys, I know we could talk about the story, stuff like that, but I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite troll in the movie? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy names, and, and I can't even think of a single one of them. Uh, I'm skimming my notes here, see if I wrote anything down. Uh, like I have a bad Ruff, habit of knowing all of them. Rufflepuff <laughs> and stuff. Uh, what what are the names if you know them, Justin? Just name a few of them. Just so uh, there's the there there's like the Mountain King, the Ringlefinch is I think the three headed one in the beginning. And then the mountain kings are the ones that are like the hairy ones with the big noses that uh, eat the one guy, mm-hmm. or <laughs> or attack the one the, the Christian guy. Um, oh, you should point that. You should the, point that fact out. That's pretty important as well. If, if I I wanted to discuss that with you guys to see what your opinion was on that. Um, in in a second. Okay. And then there's the Jotun is the biggest one, mm. if I remember correctly. I'm you partial yeah, to Jotun, the, uh, the three-headed and the Jotun, I think. Both of those are pretty cool. You know, I like the one that was under the bridge. I think it was atmospheric Ringle, for me. That's, was, was that the Ringlefinch? Sure. Gosh, it, it's one of those things where it's all <laughs> blending together for me now. Where I'm like trying to... You have a clearer picture than any of us, so uh, <laughs> sure. 
I just like the the image of the troll under the bridge. They're feeding this thing sheep, trying to get it to come out. Oh, when it does finally goats. come out, it's it's missing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the goat. Ah, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> oh man, the symbolism, the synchronicity, even. Uh, <laughs> there was just something about the imagery of of that that I really liked. The troll had one arm; it was missing an arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that touch as well. So that was probably my favorite troll. Floor? Yeah, no, I I like the uh, the three headed one, and I like the the Jotun at the end. Um, and a lot of the design. Uh, of these trolls, I, I heard someone uh, say once that they thought that the trolls weren't scary enough. And I'm like, screw you. Like, the <laughs> these things are, they are what they are. And they're scary because they can pick you up and bite your head off. Like, yeah. how much scarier do you, you don't need, like, fangs and red eyes and slobbering and stuff. These things look straight from a children's illustrated book on... Norwegian fairy tales, you know what I mean? And I With think that was a big and... inspiration for the design for the it trolls, was. wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So I, I thought that was, and, and that's a great homage to, to the folklore and uh, that culture to, to do it that way. I thought it was spot on, the way they designed them and, and how they looked. And the the fear factor comes from what they're capable of, you know? Yeah, yeah. And each of these trolls had their own little niche in the environment as well, which I thought was was pretty fun and and helped sell the idea that these things could exist. Um, they made a point to explain what they ate, uh, it was just, uh, reproduction. They 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 touched on mm-hmm. that a little bit. Uh, they they tried to answer all the questions. Like if you asked a question while you're watching this, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of a movie. Like how did people not know about the trolls? Well, the guy had an answer for that. The government has this program that mm-hmm. he's part of that helps hide them. Like, he had an answer for everything. And I feel like all those little details really help sell this world and really help you feel like you belong in it and that you're part of it. And when I watched the film, this is like the fourth time I've seen the film, and I still felt that way. Like, I I forgot I was reading subtitles. All this stuff went away. I was just in the world with this uh, these trolls and this troll hunter. It's, it's, a, it's a great film. I just keep circling back to it, but every little detail they did just makes it that much better. Yeah. Everything serves the other thing. Yeah. I I, I hate picking a good movie for doing these roundtables because I know people like us tearing them apart, but every now and then it is nice to clean the palette and get a good movie. And it's always weird because, like, Zingness, since we do movie discussions and stuff like that, it's always hard to talk about a good movie. <laughs> because the, it is. I mean, it you is. just sit there. It, it, it's it, it's a good movie, but it's like this. This is so good, and it's one of those things. I want more people to be able to find this and watch it because I'm like, I feel like this is something that's so unique and such its own thing, and it was done so well. And I feel like it's just. I, I know that there was supposed to be a follow up to this, or an or a um American remake of it. Both of those have fallen through, and I'm kind of almost glad. Because I like it being its own unique, like, one-off thing that, like, I can go back to and watch and enjoy. Well, there's something there's something to be said, too, about it taking place in, in Norway. I've never been to Norway. Um, so when I see this, this is all foreign to me, so it, it makes it even more believable. Hell, for yeah. all I know, there could be trolls in Norway. I mean, I don't really think there are, but <laughs> I've never been there. Uh, it's, it makes it believable. It does. It, it really helps sell that. And when you make an American version of that, you take that element away. Uh, a perfect example yeah. of that is uh, Let the Right One In, which, I mean, I can't remember which country that was from originally. Uh, something Norwegian. It had that element. There was a, a language barrier. It was it was subtitled. Uh, the relationship with the kid and the, the boy, like, I really didn't understand. Is this a grandfather? It took half the film to, to develop all this stuff. But the American version... Uh, I just understood too much. And when you understand too much, you fill in the blanks in your own mind, and that world just isn't as mysterious as it once was. Mm-hmm. Hey, they'll, they'll absolutely ruin it if, if they try to make an American version of this. It, it would just be stupid. And my my feeling on it is if you're going to do that, just give the dude enough money to make a second one. You know, yeah, do it. Yeah. Let him do it his way. It's successful. It it didn't actually open up in the box offices over here. Um, you know, like you you might get with some other 
uh, movies, but it went straight to DVD and streaming. And I think if it had opened up in box office, it would have been even more successful, you know? Yeah. Um, but you can't. Domestic opening was $5,585. In Norway? I believe that's the U.S. Or here. I believe that's the U.S. And, and that's because they didn't. They didn't put it in theaters, right? No, like, I'm, I'm sure it was limited to one theater contractually or something. <laughs> like, they do that all the time. A lot of our terrible films were contractually obligated to be the, to be released in theaters through the, the main production company we're working with. And yeah. to get around that, they would open it in one or two theaters in like New York, L.A., or Chicago, usually. Yeah. Well, see, Justin, you were worried about uh, talking about a good movie. I think that's when we focus on like what all went into it to make it good which uh which like i said was the limited um producing that that was done on it and therefore they had more creativity to uh to you get more creative when you have less at at your disposal if that makes sense yeah it does and you 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 have to innovate yeah you have to you if if you want to get you you have to like you rely why, on your imagination for... and creativity mm-hmm. more than your pocketbook. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And um thank 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 you. Well, <laughs> you said it better than I well, was about full to. Full circle. So. David fixed me and helped me out earlier. I just <laughs> pay it forward. It's Justin's turn to fix what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Um but you uh you, you see it in this that when you have someone who loves the source material and pays homage to it, respects it and writes, you know, things that are directly pulled from it in order to tell a good story, you see what it's capable of and, and what you can get out of it, uh, as opposed to what some bigwigs, fat cats, think that uh, will sell tickets and popcorn. So that's, that is what uh, I think you can focus on with this movie. It's a good movie. Here's how they did it. And one other thing I want to bring up, because um, I, was, I was, like I said, watching the behind the scenes, they had the... Um, I don't know if it was the prime minister of Norway or I forget what it's they said or president the president of Norway. I believe. Is it the president? So yeah, he, he was given a um, press conference and was talking about like renewable energy or something off the coast. And they had an Island named troll. Uh, and the, this, this filmmaker took this guy's press conference and kind of spliced it up a little bit <laughs> to make it seem like he admitted <laughs> That there were tro- there was a troll problem in Norway. <laughs> yeah, because that that's, make it that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah. The, the in the film yeah. that way. It's yeah, so good. That, that that's really cool. I didn't know that's how they did that. Uh, David brought up something that, that might be a little fun to dissect here. Uh, if they did redo this film or remake this film, an American version, and let's say they they shot for the moon a two hundred million dollar budget. Tent, uh, summer tent hole, uh, man, I'll learn to talk eventually. A summer tent pole film. Uh, who's in it? Who directs? Where does it take place? What do you guys, what are your guesses on how bad it's going to be? Is Tom Cruise going to be in it? Oh, if they made oh, it in America. Oh, wh- oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how over I, the top I, would they go with this? Okay, so I was going with it being good and maybe like Guillermo del Toro was like, I, so, so, so you're going with. This is just a summer blockbuster. If we're going to make uh, assumptions and, and we're going to make play make believe, let's shoot for the moon. Let's let's go for the worst possible version of this. And I think the more money you throw okay. at something like this, the worst it's going to the worse it's going to be. Yeah. And uh, so let's start with you know two hundred million dollars. What kind of director? Okay. They had Chris Columbus was originally uh, on board to direct this, which is oh a gosh. very odd choice. What's what's Michael Bay up to these days? Oh boy! Hey, the trolls do explode if exposed to light. So <laughs> uh, there you go. I'll start and say my thought was Christopher Nolan. He has connections to the area. I, I'm not real sure which country Nolan's from. I can't remember. Some Norwegian country again. I'm an American, so I don't have to know other countries. Isn't that what everybody says? <laughs> what they, that's what they teach us. Yeah, that's not what the they teach us. They, yeah. <laughs> I can name every single state, and their capitals, all the cities, but you take me out of the country, I'm like, <laughs> it's a blue one. Um, so yeah, uh, oh, but for me, Christopher by, by Nolan way, would tear this thing up. Uh, United Kingdom for Nolan. Oh, okay. Well, that was close. 
European, at least. I, I like <laughs> Justin's thought of uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Um, it seems like something that'd be up his alley, but I think it would it would come out like Pacific Rim Two or something. Like it it just would miss the mark, would, even with that. Would big he budget. capture the action that's that's required to? I think he'd overdo it. You think so? I, I'm okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I was going to argue mean, with the so second, what? but for a second, um, just based so on for a lead, based on Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> I've never seen it, so that's why I I, I didn't make any arguments because I've I've only I, seen a few. I of still films, haven't so. seen it. I still haven't seen it. And I love the first one, but I'm the like I, I I'm like I'm good. I, I I don't I don't need a follow up. You know, I was good on the first one. I did see. I, I think it's called Atlantic Rim. And it's like a really terrible oh. knockoff. It's on uh, Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000 or something. I remember oh, that's uh, watching that late one night. I guess I did too if I watched Mystery Science Theater 3000. So yeah, yeah it's a current By proxy, I've watched it. Ooh. All <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to throw out a, a lead actor here. You guys tell me with with this um, super budget and stuff what, and, and you know how it would be released in the United States. What do you think? As the as troll Hans. Hunter. Okay. As the troll hunter, Hans. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Mm. Well, the guy that plays Hans is apparently a big, like, I think comedic actor or something, mm-hmm. or more of a comedian, and he plays it straight in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, going with that, that's a good choice. I just can't see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I just, I disagree I with you. Dave. I can't really Sorry. either. It just seems to me that that would be something they would do to screw this up. See, it's it's Liam Neeson is the obvious choice here. I was going to say Vin Diesel once again, Michael Bay directing. (laughs) See, we're all designing completely different films here. (laughs) Good grief! That's like some. I'm trying uh, to ruin this movie. I I, I think (laughs) I would make the lead. The I think his name was Thomas in the film. He was the the main interviewer, uh, the college student. I think I would make him one of the main characters. Probably, and you know, there'll be, end up being some sort of love interest between him and Johanna, uh, which was the sound girl. Uh, other things he would throw in there that would just be ridiculous. It would take place all over the world. It wouldn't just take place in one little place. Like you can't confine this kind of thing. Like they're busting out of the ground or coming out of the ocean or something along those lines. Like we have to travel everywhere to to slow these down. Uh, that's that's <laughs> if my they were smart, they'd save that for the sequel. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> like Tremors, where there's like 15 exactly. Tremor movies. <laughs> Some trolls fly now. Yeah. <laughs> they got cars. They fly they got now. got sonar. <laughs> uh, we didn't touch on this, Justin, and I really want to talk about it. The fact okay. that early on, Hans, the troll hunter, he, he looks at all the kids, the, the documentary f- crew, and he, he makes sure none of them are Christian. Like, it's an important thing. None of you are Christian whatsoever. And, of course, they all agree. And, of course, we find out later that one of the idiots was, and he lied about it, and the troll ate him. Uh, so so that's what we were teasing about a little bit ago. Uh, he, he asked, the troll hunter asked throughout the film, are you sure you're not Christian? Somebody here's got to be Christian. And then he would kind of forget about it for a while, and then it would come back up in a really terrible time. Does anybody know, if is there folklore behind that? Or where did that come from? Yeah, I mean... B-5-fo-fum, I smell the blood of a Christian man. But that's... um, Is that how that goes? That's that's giants more, but... hmm? I smell the blood of an Englishman. That's what I I thought was a Christian man. I mean, I... I heard Englishman, too. I think um, they may have uh, mentioned something like that in... uh, or or maybe my brain connected it that way and switched it out. But yeah, I'd always heard Englishman and um it it's the same uh idea, just they switched it with, with Christian uh in this. So yeah, maybe there there may be a uh link to this after Christianity spread through Scandinavia, uh, because you know, that happened in what was it, the eleventh century or something they, they started mm-hmm. in there. Um and so that that could have uh, influenced the culture's folklore to <laughs> to to then be a connection to why uh, Christians are at odds with these things and um, and to a to a bigger uh, degree how the culture uh, kind of viewed Christianity when it came in and how it uh, fit in eventually. If, <laughs> if any of that makes sense. 
It, it does. <laughs> and to kind of help you out a little bit, according to Wikipedia, which we all know is a viable resource. Uh, Donate today. There are only, <laughs> there, there's a small fraction of Norwegians that consider themselves religious. So maybe that has some sort of local uh, significance. Maybe it's like an in- could be something along those lines. Not an inside joke, but like a uh, folklore uh, piece of folklore over there. I guess what I should say. I I I'm going with Flora's things. I swear, I remember somewhere hearing that that was something that they were go on about was the whole like oh tro- trolls can smell Christians and everything to try. During, like, a conversion time for that country and everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I I definitely am thinking along the same lines as Flora with that. But, like I said, that FIFA, I swear that... I thought it was a Christian man, but it might be... Somewhere, Irish one man. of the listeners is screaming at us. Screaming. Yeah, just <laughs> screaming. <You> at... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like we have the power of the internet in front of any of us to look this up. And I looked at the Christian blood thing and it immediately went to troll hunter troll hunter troll hunter well, troll hey look my keyboard like, okay, is really this. noisy and i take my job very seriously so i don't want to make any sounds uh, there was something on that no you're going to hear a crack of a beer in a second <laughs> there was something weird that was also mentioned in regards to this uh he was questioning everybody after he suspected one of them of actually being christian and he turns to the the woman Johanna and says, "Oh, she's not. I know she's not Christian." And like just glosses over that. Did anybody catch that? And does anybody have a clue what that's about? <laughs> I have no clue. I like it's one of those things where um since I actually own this on Blu-ray, I have the ability to watch the dub of this, and it's in the dub too. Oh, really? Like I'll watch this. Yeah, it's it's in there too, and um, I think she responds in the dub, going, "What's that supposed to mean?" <laughs> and the 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 dub actor for Hans just laughs, <laughs> and it just moves on from there. I'm telling I you, there's no... something going on there. I I caught that. I'm like, I don't know what that's about, but I'm gonna figure it I, out. I, there's something funny there. I guess that that maybe the, is like the one little ad lib that that actor got in as like a joke. Maybe I don't know. It's it is weird because that that's that's brought up. Um, there there also is the question later of the replacement camera person they get. It, she um, says she's Muslim, and Hans just sort of shrugs and he's like, "I will see." <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I mean, good for bringing up that. It brings up a very interesting question, but never really answers it, too. What, because yeah, they throughout the film. I mean, there's so many unanswered yeah. questions throughout the film. So, do you, do you think it was a little like nod at her being kind of um, uh, a woman of of uh, loose morals? <laughs> that's honestly that's what I thought it was. And uh, I'll tell you what I really thought it was. I thought I would look up the actress, which I haven't done yet, and find out she was like a porn star or something. I, I thought <laughs> it would be that deep of a joke. Uh, it, it stuck out to been. me that much that I'm going to look her up, actually, and just see who she is. I mean, I, please don't write me letters. I'm not accusing anybody of doing porn. I'm just <laughs> making funny jokes. Um, uh, but the the film is kind of satirical uh, in a way. They, is, that's yeah. that's what I had also uh, picked up on with the behind-the-scenes stuff was that they have a bunch of references in there to uh, things like the government and religion and um, and how people act around you know certain things and the folklore and the culture. So I think that it could have been, it could have been something that was funny to them uh, that us as Americans you know didn't didn't really pick up on, but it doesn't ruin anything. Sure, sure. Uh, to, to help you out, Derek, her name is also Joanna, the actress. They really went far outside the box with naming her for the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm looking her up. I didn't look up her name because I just assumed I couldn't pronounce it. Um, she is in a... I, I'm, I'm not trying her last name, She by the is way, in a so. film called Porny. P-O-R-N-I. Uh, or, or a show. <laughs> but it comes out it's, in 2021. It's, it's, it's a show. But it comes out in 2021. So obviously it wouldn't be in reference so, to... I, I don't know. Huh. Maybe I'm we'll just making out. a big deal out of... Because uh, everything else I'm seeing in her... I don't see anything that sticks out. All, all of these great talking points we can have and Derek has honed in on a throwaway line by Hans. Hey, it's a good film. It takes a lot of work to find things to, to rag on, okay? <laughs> um, 
So what do you guys think of the, like, the UV light, the the whole thing with, like, the, the light affects them and everything? Like the troll mythology as a whole? Yeah. I mean, Loved it's... It. I, and, and the fact that they'll explode, so Michael Bay. Um... I, it was just one of those things that, like, you, you, you kind of saw it coming because he points it out earlier. He's like, oh, a UV light. And then he hits the the um, the um one with the light and, like, basically turns it to stone instantly. The other one, he has, like, light grenades strapped to him when he's in that armored suit. Yeah. And has, yeah. like, a, like, a switch on his chest he can hit. And then that one just explodes. And... The final one turns the stone, I think, too. Yeah, he does, uh, and then crumbles. Oh yeah, because he shoots it he with sh- like a missile yeah, or something. Some sort yeah, of light missile. Usually, that stuff doesn't work in these types of movies. You know what I mean? Like it works a little bit, but I feel like when you're battling um, monsters and things like that, and you have these monster fighting weapons, they'll only work for a certain bit, and then you you just kind of get wrecked. But these were very effective. And I was kind of yeah. surprised at that, and it's nice. Well, the the go ahead. Derek. I was just going to say, I think that's because the bad guy in this film wasn't the trolls; it was the other government agency that ultimately mm. ended the film. Um, of course, the film ends Humans. with what's the guy's name? Finn, I think. Uh, so it's it's another wing of the government there in Norway that they're hiding the troll actually they are the, the the wing that's hiding the trolls and i guess they go to all lengths to get the footage back which means taking out this film crew that's how it ends yeah. that's how it ends for those that yeah. want to watch oh, it oh I, I thought they got a they got an all expenses paid vacation well oh this film got dark now speaking of Again, vacation that's, i that's did see an inter- i did see an interview from from uh the, the joanna that said that this is one of the hardest things she's ever done in her life. I guess they were actually out in the field, like shooting, walking through the woods, like doing all this stuff, oh, Revenant yeah. style. Well, well, they keep on, she like keeps on turning up missing half the time in the movie and like runs through the woods to get back to them. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, this probably no, was really damn hard fault. for me. <laughs> <laughs> This probably was really hard for that poor girl having to run through the woods constantly because they're like, Oh well, we've got you know the guy with the camera. We've got um the other guy, and you're gonna get lost again. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they they did literally just drive places and stop and get out and and were like, this is an amazing looking uh, cliff with a waterfall. Let's shoot a scene here. Just improvise something real quick. And that's how they did. And you know, it's cold. It's cold in Norway. And that's so. not an easy thing to do, as we found out, no, David, when we were trying absolutely. to shoot that promo. We're like, oh, we'll just go out and shoot something. And we get out there and like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's let the environment do the heavy lifting for us. <laughs> yep, there we go. That's what they did too. Uh, another detail I loved, and it's kind of circling back. This is all just coming back to me. The three-headed troll. They kind of explained uh, the troll uh, Hans, the troll hunter, explained that. They're not heads. He has one head, and the other two are like growths, essentially, that look like heads. But they don't actually mm-hmm. function as heads. And, like, little details it's... like that, I'm like, what? That's fascinating. And then we already know about the UV stuff, but he meets with a veterinarian, and she kind of explains the science behind all this stuff. Their veins can't um, contract at all. So um, the the added... Oh man, how, how did that go? Something like the the UV light created vitamin D in their body that didn't allow their veins to expand, and then they just essentially exploded, or something along the. I'm sure I'm screwing that yeah. fake science all up. No, it, no, it's it's cool because it's not just oh they they just can't can't handle light. It's they give a scientific explanation, which I appreciate them at least trying that more than just it like like in a vampire movie. It's Oh, uh, well, they don't like garlic. Yeah. No, yeah. no Why? they did a great job. Because they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they did a great job of explaining this stuff, grounding it in reality. Uh, mm-hmm. I think all these, all these, I keep saying it, but all these little details that they did really helped make this film uh, what it was. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. And, that, and that's why I think this, this film has a special place in my heart is because... I mean, yes, it, I imagine, I, I keep on imagining, like, the American equivalent would be if they did this, but it was them hunting Bigfoot or something in in a similar vein, and it would just be awful. Yeah. 
because it, it would just it just wouldn't be done the same. But that that's the thing they they took something that's so like a cornerstone of like their heritage and culture in that area and made something amazing with it. And like I said, we've said it before that this person obviously loves their heritage and everything and put a lot of that into this. Well, it's also yeah. introducing it us to, I don't know much about trolls. Um, uh, maybe you guys do, but I certainly don't. Um, I thought they had fuzzy hair until I watched this movie. Uh, <laughs> that was a terrible joke. <laughs> Uh, no, no. So, so watching, fine. <laughs> so watching this kind of reintroduced me to a, a monster that I otherwise I'm not really exposed to. I mean, I can think of the troll movies from the early '80s that were hilariously awful. Outside of that, there really isn't oh, too no. many. Uh, it really t- isn't too many references to trolls in our in our lexicon or, or folklore. Or whatever you want to call it. So it's it's great to be introduced to, to these kind of things. It, it's kind of the equivalent of of going to uh, Japan and, and seeing a or having a movie come from Japan about the cap uh, or uh, mm. Australia about the bunyip or something like that. It's like things we've heard about, we know about in a few stories, but we don't have the visuals, we don't have the details, and this fills us in on all that stuff. That's a good point, and. Um sometimes it gets kind of convoluted because in this particular case with trolls, their folklore and, and how they view trolls and things, which also don't forget the, the Tolkien um, drew on as well because mm-hmm. uh, um, the trolls in there, much like this, they get turned to stone at dawn. Um, but over here with uh, Dungeons and Dragons and the Forgotten Realms world and uh Though that that fantasy setting, trolls are a little bit different. They're a lot more um, sinister. They're wiry. They're very um, tough and uh, uh, foreboding because they regenerate limbs. So you can't just hack them to death. They'll regrow heads and arms and legs. And you have to, you know, there's a certain way you got to kill them in that fantasy setting. So it's a lot different um, in in a lot of aspects that we might know over here just from just from the world of D&D um, to, yeah. to put a little geeky spin or on Warcraft. it. But um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. And, and I agree with you, Derek. It's it's good to see that from other cultures um, as well. Score one for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the troll hunter. Let's talk about this guy a little bit because his... Hans. I have... Hans. Uh, I have a difficult time... I need to stop. ...getting... <laughs> Trying to, how do I even want to word this? So I, I'm not. I don't want to criticize his performance because that's not what I'm doing. But I don't speak his language, so I'm having to tr- to read what he's saying and then try to judge the performance he's giving. And I can't tell if he's complete deadpan or if he's um, just trying to be that grumpy character. Like I'm trying to get his nuances, and I'm having a really difficult time picking those up. Does 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 any of those details make sense? Do you guys know what what I'm even getting at, or am I just a weirdo? Um. Well, I'm going off of the dub because I've, ironically, I said, uh, okay. I've watched this a ton of times, and I've never done it without the dub. On. I wish I had the dub because I, I want to. I'm a visual person anyway. It's I want to see dead. what's going on. So I, the, uh, the the voiceover people do a good job, not a great job, but a good job of at least. Um, doing some of the stuff, but it's, it's obvious that I, he's, he's really weird even with the dub too, okay. because he, he, he comes I don't, I mean, I guess that's just the character then. Cause he, he doesn't come off as, um, he kind of goes back and forth. I don't know. The whole thing that that got me, I know there's something pouring out of a previous thing. This where you discussed this is he goes from not wanting to work with these kids to like within a two minute span being like, okay, you guys can follow me. Yeah. It's just a weird quick turn for him. And I mean, I know that, yes, we need to have that done so we can move on the story and everything, but it, I don't know. It's just weird. They didn't spend a lot of time sense. on that development uh, as far yeah. as scripting's concerned. I, I, that is a complaint I had, but I wasn't going to voice it because it's compared to the overall piece of work. It's really minuscule. Um, but yeah, it, it's just his, his demeanor was so strange to me. I'm like, is he a grumpy old man? Is he just a quiet person? Like, I, I was having it, it such a hard time like, figuring him out. 
being being beaten down and and tired of doing this over and over with little to no recognition i i get from it you know i i guess yeah yeah i guess when you say that and i like think about his performance again it does it certainly does uh show through i guess huh i mean it probably has more to do with me than the film itself and <laughs> so i can't uh read a, a film and and listen to a character at the same time but <laughs> can't read a film um <laughs> that you know what th- thank you for giving me the next time i have to read subtitles and something i'm gonna be like oh i, I can't wait to read this movie um <laughs> or the show um so, so something that i wanted to bring up because um i know and i didn't i i didn't want to plug it too much but i know flora's done a blurry photos on trolls mm-hmm. uh episode 202 that's right been a couple of years. I, I I only know that off the top of my head because I listened to it earlier today to <laughs> see if I to see I was like, I think they talk about Troll Hunter and let me double check real quick. Because I don't want to mention it and you'd be like, this is the first time I ever watched that movie. Um Derek, have you ever had any troll reports through um Monsters Among Us? I don't think so. Um I can think of like little people, like people of the forest kind of things. Yeah. But I I I can't think of any outright troll experience where somebody used the word troll. I can't think of one though. There, there are super uncommon. Cause I wanted to try to look these up a long time ago. Like, like reports of like reports of people seeing trolls and they are few and far between because of course, I mean, who knows how real they are. I'm not going to say 100%. No, I'm not going to say anywhere. Yes. But it's just something that you don't get many reports of, and I was gonna ask David if he remembers anything from his old his old research or anything of any actual reports. Mm-hmm. I think they're all older, if I remember correctly. The only thing I can vaguely re- recall from that is that people respect them and they they don't like mess with it um, in terms of the folklore, and and it's kind of a um, we're going to say you know oh you know trolls they're they're it's folklore and everything like that but we're not going to do anything to to piss them off um mm-hmm. so it it's it's kind of a um, respectful arm's length view of them i i think is what i remember there's a photo um it's been going around the internet for probably 10 years now it, it, well, here's the. I brought the photo up, and this is a little caption underneath it. This strange photograph. This strange photograph has been claimed to show a great Norwegian mountain troll. It is said to have been taken in 1942 by the crew of a rural British, or sorry, British Royal Air Force recon flight, around 300 miles north of Bergen, Norway. Now it's a black and white uh, image. If you guys just. Uh, I've, I've, if you I've got Google 1942 up. Royal Royal Air Force troll, you'll see the picture. It looks it looks uh, I guess convincing. It's de- it's. Do you, you, you want do you, you want you want me to rain on your parade now or later? No, no, I'm I'm gonna rain on my own here in just a second. Oh, okay, it, it good, looks, good, good. It good, looks good, like good, a decent good. photo. Uh, it's vague. There's not much. You see a snowy uh, pine forest in the foreground, and like it looks like weather or something. And in the distance, you can see the outline of a gigantic troll you know, lumbering over the timber. But they used this as a promotional stunt for the film we're talking about. So this picture is is bogus. Uh, In in fact, the troll in the finale of the film is actually the troll you see in that photo. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll throw a link to this to you guys so you can put in the show notes uh, when we post. So if anybody wants to look at this, they can check it out. I I, I heard you say it. I'm like, I know exactly which one he's going for. And I know... (laughs) I know it's a promotion for the film, and I, I wanted to just be like, oh man, I, you know, this this is so believable. It's so, and I, I just can't believe we have this image. <laughs> I was gonna play it up a little <laughs> bit more, and then, and then crap on it, but, <laughs> I, I, whatever. It, it's a cool photo, but that's, and, and I, I no, didn't but know it, about, it's very cool that the uh, sorry, I didn't the know the filmmakers. Was, sorry, go ahead, Justin. I was gonna great. say the filmmakers going to this length to give us this this image and put this information i mean put this image out there into the world as something that people point to is like oh this see it's real yeah isn't it yeah. weird how that kind of happens you create the <laughs> the evidence you need to support the stance you've yeah, taken yeah it, it's always marketing right it's like the the scary clowns with the balloons yeah. and stuff 
Um, and and they said that in the lead up to releasing this, they started leaking some footage and this and that to to build anticipation and and things. So, yeah, I believe that. Uh, and it's it makes it hard for people like us who like to talk about this stuff in in a real context uh, because too many people see it and believe it immediately. Yeah, and don't uh, don't believe it when you're like this is part of a promotional stunt. They're like, well, yeah, you're just part of a government shield. <laughs> or even worse, we have people that see the photo, figure out that it was created as a viral campaign, and then they look at us like, oh, look at you idiots. You believed it was real. Oh, that's like, true. Well, I yeah, never thought true. it was a real troll ever, but um, it's our job to investigate it no matter what it looks like. I know that um, I know we've discussed this before. Not to bring up the Meg again too much. I know it brings back bad memories. There was the 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 Meg Lives documentary that they did on the it was it Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, I, I was about to say it's that it's Internet Geo did it a while back, and they did a ton of like they edited like giant sharks into like old photos, um, random like films and stuff and going online looking for stuff those pop up all the time is like undeniable proof the meg a megalodon still exists in the world and i'm like this was all uh this is this is turned around and turned into my living nightmare of like you can't research or find anything now because it's all tainted with this yeah it spoils the water essentially where nothing else can survive in it but that uh, so if you're yeah. if you're looking for uh, there's a perfect example I think it was Louisiana somebody uh, sent this photograph into a news station saying oh my trail camera picked this up and it's like a pale walker or zombie or a rake or whatever oh, you want to call yeah, this thing that. it's all kind of hunched over and you see it in the distance and that was viral marketing for some video game I couldn't tell you what the video game was but uh, they finally came out eventually years later and said you know this was us we did this to kind of uh, create fear for this creature that you'll find in this video game. So they kind of people make that connection, but, but people didn't make that connection for a long time. And even to this day, I still see people send me this link all the time. Like, Hey, have you seen this? I'm like, well, yeah, I have, but it's also not real. It's, it's something completely fabricated to, to sell tickets. All right. <laughs> but yeah, makes our job real easy, right? <laughs> Respectable. I'm, I'm just waiting for the, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Fres- Fresno, um, the, the those walker things. Oh, the thing. yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, to, to be a pants promotion that like Jinko. Jinko is coming back, boys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, jeez. Oh, aged us perfectly with that joke. God, I have not heard the term Jinko in since the nineties. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> um, I, I was about to say, I don't, I don't know if you, you guys have any final thoughts on this. Like, like I said, I think this is one of our better polls, so I think I can promise us next... I'll, I'll promise that next time I pick, I'll pick some garbage to, for us to really rake apart. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm curious what our listeners enjoy more, us ripping the movie apart or us enjoying a film. Yeah. Uh, I bet it's ripping it apart <laughs> as long as it's not a movie they enjoy. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I've never heard fun. anything negative about this movie. I, I say that now immediately. I know my Twitter, Facebook, and everything else will be inundated with people being like, "I hated this movie. Why do you keep talking about it on Zingness? Please stop doing episodes around this." You know, the biggest complaint I heard about this film was the trolls themselves. People were really upset about the appearance of the trolls because they weren't as they put it, classic troll looks, but that's exactly what these are based on. There's, they're, uh, some people are, are too hipster to for their like own good. <laughs> the Americanized troll, whatever that is. Like the D&D? Maybe? Possibly. I don't, hmm. I don't know what that necessarily I, looks like, but. I mean, there were three billy goats gruff on a bridge with a troll that <laughs> ate them. Like, what more do they want? <laughs> I, I just imagine, I want to recut of this movie, but it's just troll dolls. Instead, yeah. like running after them and stuff, like just crappily cut and pasted, like coming after them. Since I guess that's what people want instead. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think my final thoughts on this. I I think it is um, it, it's it's a triumph because it is it just goes to show exactly what you can do with limited resources and a create 
creative mind and imagination. And when you don't have people in higher up positions that are uh, messing with stuff and it really serves the culture and serves the folklore and everything is, is done so well with what they had to work with. And I really appreciate that they use the environment so much, wanted to capture that and, and mold the story around that. And also that they uh, improvised uh, a lot of it while still working within that framework of the folklore. I think that's very impressive. And uh, that's, that's, I think, my favorite part of the film itself. I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, the director and writer, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I'm going to give it a shot because he deserves it. Uh, Andre Avdral, I think is maybe how you say that. Avdral? Something like O-V-R-E-D-A-L. Um, anyway, he's he, he had a vision. He had an idea. Uh, executed the idea perfectly. He executed the story very well. And visually... I mean, this movie's incredible looking. Uh, yeah. And to do all that with the budget he has is damn near magic. So yep. I highly recommend anyone that is even vaguely interested in cryptozoology, monsters, folklore, horror, found footage, check this movie out. You're going to have to read subtitles, but trust me, after about 20 minutes, it just flies by. You don't even think about it. Um, it's It's worth the watch. And like I said, this is the fourth time I've probably seen this film. So that says a lot. I don't watch a lot of movies anymore so the fact that i would sit down and and say this is enjoyable after a fourth time it's pretty telling it's a good movie yeah justin oh, you're still there. wake up justin <laughs> I, no 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 i i, I he's I, too busy watching the meg <laughs> yeah um no i mean this, this this movie i i i found it like i said years ago and i watch it like probably once a year i want to say I just I just really enjoy it because I'm like it's it's great I I love it and everything and I I highly recommend this like like it's one of those things that like I wish there was an American equivalent to this but as pointed out apparently Hollywood can't keep the producers stuff like that I just I just feel like you can't have that any like right now I don't to. think this could be created here I, I think this need, this is environmental and it just yeah. it wouldn't be the same. It's so atmospheric that it has to take place in that in that location with those actors with local people. You just couldn't pull it off with a different different crew. Not the same, not to not the same effect. Not to the same effect uh, that this film has anyway. Yeah. Until um, the remake of it, directed by Michael Bay, starring uh, Vin Diesel, <laughs> comes out and blows us all away. I'm tr- I'm trying to think who who would be a good like gruff veteran person that 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 like I I feel like I just want to say Vin Diesel who's not too old to to it to do it like wait, wait, uh, uh, Harrison Ford would be good Hunter but is, I think he's too old oh way too old he's, no no Harrison Ford like would just be angry the entire time <laughs> this guy was he was around since the 70s he talked about stories that that he had hunting trolls in the 70s. So he's an older gentleman, which I think, if you're sticking to the script at least, you have to pick somebody that's 60, 70 years old. Takes Ryan Reynolds right out of it, David. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds. Oh. If you're listening, Ryan, I love you. But you're not great for this part. <laughs> he's not listening. You got Michael uh, Bay. Ryan Reynolds would be top of the list. Actually, probably be <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, but yeah. Oh, man, Mark Wahlberg or The Rock. Oh it man, he's a troll. Like ben Affleck or, or Matt Damon or something, maybe. Just well, it was just motion capture the Rock as the troll. Who's the Who's the kid that played uh, Captain America, the blonde-haired kid? Chris Evans, yeah. Chris Evans, Evans? yeah. He He should be the. He might not be old enough. Well, no, 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 not, not his hands as the the main documentarian, and oh. then Liam Neeson as hands, Hans, whatever his oh. name is. Yeah. Very interesting. For Nolan direct, and you see this movie coming together now. I don't. I think. Little Al Pacino in there somewhere. Hey, you got a you got a troll problem here. Gotta go out here. Got some trolls Ooh, wow. to hunt. You gotta get in this Land Rover with me. Let's get on the road. Find these trolls. I don't think we could have ruined a movie any more perfectly than oh, we just had. Nice. Oh, 
That was that was perfect, David. I'm sorry I talked over the beginning of that because once I realized what you were doing and I shut up, I was like, "This is gold." I'll I'll, I'll try to wow. save it in editing. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I think we've beat this at dead horse to death, or dead troll to death, rather. Yeah, we've um, shined all the UV light on it. We can. <laughs> all right, where 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 can people find you, Derek? Well. People can find me where the wherever they look for me. Honestly, um, you can find <laughs> monsters among us. <laughs> hey, like I told these guys before we started recording, my Buckeyes won yesterday. I'm in such a good mood right now that uh, this might not even be usable. Uh, you can find monsters among us uh, essentially anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we're hosted at Red Circle. You can find Paranormal Con on Camera. I don't know what show or what day we're on anymore. They keep moving us. I think Fridays now. Uh, but it's the travel channel. Any trolls on there? Travel channel, either way. Uh, what was that, Justin? Any trolls on there? Ooh, not yet. Give them time; they'll find one. <laughs> All right, or they'll CGI so, one for us, one way or yes. another. All right, Dave. Where, where can people find more from you? You same same places, same places as Derek. Um, and and these days wherever I'm writing his coattails. So yeah, <laughs> wherever they look for Derek, I'm just gonna be creeping. Um, <laughs> go to blurryphotos.org uh, to find a one-stop shop, and especially the archives and, and things like uh, Justin mentioned with episode 202 when I covered trolls and uh, the uh, folklore of trolls. Um, so check that out, and don't forget I am streaming on Twitch these days, twitch.tv slash blurryphotos. And uh, I've got uh, two audio books out, uh, Living Among Bigfoot, if you search for that on Audible. Uh, you can find me on there with more to come. Oh, you know what? I should add that as well. I also have a couple audiobooks on there, Living with Bigfoot. Uh, David and I have the same hookup. Uh, however yeah. you find David's, Derek you can look my... for mine the same way. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Derek. So, <laughs> Well, thanks to David oh. for reminding me. Otherwise, nobody would even know it existed. Cause I don't... We, we have uh, dueling, um, dueling books in there too now uh, because I think you you have read a couple of the books that I ended up reading in a in a collection too, so you can get two different versions of the same book from us. <laughs> Ooh, you can contrast and compare and, which one of us yeah, did it better. I was about to say, tell us which one did it better. <laughs> Who wore it best? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing uh, the Evil Within on stream the other night, and I swear to God that there was uh, a voiceover in there that was Derek, and I I had to stop the stream and and text Derek and say. Did you do a voiceover for this game? Um, he didn't, I guess, unless unless you're lying, Derek. But it it sounds that I exactly can recall like, at least. I I don't it, recall doing it. You, you have a you have a voice doppelganger who is in a, a horror video game. It's amazing. <laughs> hmm. Um, you can also find me wherever you look for these two. But writing. Both of their coattails just being dragged behind them. <laughs> um, you can find Zygnus basically wherever you find great podcasts. Uh, also, uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash Zygnus, you can um, get the audiobooks. <laughs> yeah, plugging my own. Um, I, I don't do audiobooks, but you can use my link to get their audiobooks. So there you go. Full circle. Goodbye. See ya.